screens like in Swordfish. Remember like that movie? Four more screens. Yeah, I remember that movie. That movie was terrible. It was a great movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I actually don't remember that. that movie well enough to oh. remember the screens. They do a really good job of showing you the future of computer technology in that movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> With the six screens, I mean, they knew <laughs> exactly. We're already up to two or three now in some cases. That's right. So, so six must not be very far off. Oh, do you remember that scene though? At least Smalls. It's yes, like, uh, I remember the scene. <laughs> he's like trying to crack this programming code. So they just show it like it's shapes that are fitting together. <laughs> like, what's he doing? The Hollywood hacking scenes are always terrible. Oh, the, the be- have, have any of you guys watched uh, uh, Mr. Robot, the USA series? I haven't no. watched it. Oh, it's really good. And in fact, their ha- quote unquote hacking scenes, whatever, they're all pretty authentic. Like, mm. there's none of that bullshit where people are like you know traveling through a 3d file system or putting together a puzzle or something dumb (laughs) it's it's cool well do you remember the jurassic park one where um like she was like going it was like she was flying through space or something like that cool (laughs) cool (laughs) i like that i like those computers were like that oh man i wonder if any computers actually were like that Makes me feel like I could be a hacker when they do it do it mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, it seems like you just gotta fly to the right, you know, <laughs> just gotta door and put in the key yeah. or something. Yeah. I tried to hack my stereo once in a car I had. Have you ever had that? Or oh, like you get a yeah. new battery and the stereo won't work and you have to yes. put a code in there? Yep. So what mm-hmm. I did was I printed out every possible number combination. It was like pages. Are you serious? I'm serious, dude. dude. I printed this out. So it's like and a like thousand every, combinations, or like well, how many? Every day, I got three chances before it would like lock up again. <laughs> so I was crossing it out. This this has happened to me a couple of times. And what you do is you either call the dealer if they're nice. That's what I did after like ten okay. tries. <laughs> if they're not nice, though, they'll make you bring it in. I had to bring in the Honda, and they had to do it there. They wouldn't let me just read the radio code back to them. Mitsubishi was nicer. They were they they let me just look at the sticker or whatever and then they gave me the code <laughs> you like uh, you but i but i like your idea <laughs> trying every possible four digit code well you don't realize how many different combinations there are to mm. like really see it on paper it's like well, mm-hmm. it's this is never gonna work well it's kind of like winning the lottery like doing pick four yeah pick four yeah it's like yeah eventually yeah, what, you'll win yeah. what if what if when you win though you get the to first listen time. to that would have been awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> would have been amazing. <laughs> you would have been able to listen to your radio station. <laughs> that would have been your reward. Oh, man, it would have been so satisfying. <laughs> well, just imagine if an awesome song was playing that moment. That would have been cool, because you would have missed it otherwise. What would be the awesomest song to kind of bring in the new radio? Uh, hmm. Well, it'd be pretty cosmic if it was eight six seven five three zero nine, and that was like oh. the number that you had put in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's it. There's no better answers than that. living got quite a few followers but they're not mainstream 
No. Do you know what? Uh, Clutch was on like a Viva La Bam or one of those shows, post Jackass shows. Oh yeah. Yeah. So how'd you find the Clutch? Local, local friend. <laughs> a local friend. Yeah, he knew about Clutch, and so he taught you, you guys about him. I guess is that where it came from? Is that where it came from, Dylan? I heard it from a different local friend. You did it. <laughs> a different local friend. Yeah. Wait, really? Which local friend did you hear from about <laughs> making it totally obvious? Uh... <laughs> the tall, the tall, goofy one. Okay. Yeah, that local friend. I think he must have. I wonder if was he the originator of it? It must have came from somewhere better than that local friend. I don't know. I don't know either. Well, someone knew it. Well, someone local knew of them. And oddly enough, they played, you know, they would come through Ohio and play various locations, including Pluto and uh, Columbus and Cincinnati and places near us so we could go and see the shows, which we frequently did. I, I still think Fletch is probably the band I've seen most live with, I don't know, maybe a dozen shows or so that I've seen. I didn't know that, man. I think I've only seen him once. <laughs> what? Oh, really? I'm so, what? I think I've in at least San, seen him four San Diego. times. I've seen, I've seen him like four times in San Diego alone. And I just I'd saw seen him in Columbus. Oh, man. I think I was with some of you guys. I think that one of your hometown friends and Smalls, I went to see him at uh, the Agora in Cleveland. Yes, that remember was awesome. That? They were really good there. That was a great venue as well. I remember that um, like it was yesterday. Because I remember I had to pee really badly like right before <laughs> Clutch came on. And somehow I was able to kind of like shimmy stage right and jump up kind of into a little like... <laughs> like area that was kind of near the stage and make my way off into like a to the bathroom that was away from the rest of this, this i don't know it was i guess i'm describing it poorly but let's just say i pulled a pretty sweet move was able to, <laughs> was able to go to the bathroom and come back without kind of waiting in the line or waiting through like traffic that was there well yeah, because i, I know the venue i i i could see exactly what okay awesome and yeah, it, was, it was yeah i mean it was a pretty sweet move well i mean i'm sure i'm not the only guy to pull it but i was it was well <laughs> it was a clutch i guess if you'd pardon the pun because yeah, they got back just in time. Move. Yeah, got back just in time, and then they, the O'Fallon and company uh, started rocking the house down. I bet yeah. I saw STP, Scott, or Scott Weiland, probably the most. That's the, hmm. I've seen them the most times. That's probably the second most for me. Well, the whole week, did you see Clutch with us at, at Toledo at all? When we tried to see Super Drag, was that the main event? Oh, we, we were going to see Super Drag at the main event. Wow. Again, Yes, this is Super Drag is back again. Wow. You guys saw Super Drag twice? No, we bailed on that before they played. I remember, but oh, I remember your vote was to to write it out, and I think you got outvoted. And oh we man, we left without seeing them, and I don't know if that was the good choice or the or a bad choice, but that was the choice that was made. Well, you guys committee. basically sucked out the feeling as far <laughs> as uh, as well, far as that goes. Because I like thing. at we least had they weren't going to play that money. song. I know, I know. I know. I'm not, like I said, I don't know if I can defend that decision, the group's decision. I don't even remember which one I was leaning towards at the time, but yeah. Well, if well, we would have stuck it out, you'll never know. if we would have yeah, stuck it out and the show was awesome. But then... it wouldn't have been is the thing. Remember, we saw them later and but it that wasn't was like awesome. three years. It was like three years <laughs> after that. So maybe they were still playing who sucked out the feeling yeah, then. Maybe. And then <laughs> when we went to see them in Cincinnati, like that's when the group had changed and the singer had left and stuff like that. Mm. Like I almost Maybe wanted to miss that shot. song because they got it. Finally got an answer about who sucked out the feeling. And it, it was, was us. Guys. Yeah. That night. Well, what, that was the only time I went to the doing main event was waiting for more people to show up because no one was there. Yeah. That <laughs> always works for Neo Toledo too. We always just waited <laughs> until, until people showed up. And then the person that was like behind the bar was like, listen guys, you got to get on stage and actually play. Yeah, you guys got to play the show. All right. 
uh, man, it sounds like Super Greg had a real rocky career. Well, they must have. I mean, unless you were clutch, you knew you could like draw someone to that venue. Like we saw Weedus there too. <laughs> or was that the hard to have? What was that? It was it was a similar place. It wasn't the exact place, and no one was there. A local Toledo band called Headcase <laughs> got like probably thirty people to show up, and it was pretty rocking. And it was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, this was an okay crowd. And then they left. And all their fans left. And then we just, like a nationally known act with like a song on MTV comes on and plays for no one. Basically, me and Holwick and another uh, local friend, I think, was there. Man, <laughs> that was an awesome show. Actually, it wasn't at the Weedus show. Oh, well, sorry. I mean, it was an okay show. <laughs> it wasn't the best or anything. I mean, I remember you talking about it, but I... Mm. I guess I didn't really like the the name of the band Weedus, and I didn't think mm-hmm. that uh, Teenage Dirtbag was really that great of a song, so I was like, eh, I don't know if I need to go. It was awesome. Oh, well, yeah. Here's, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I guess expectations are everything, and I, I had kind of low expectations going in, and then it just the, do the surprising turn events where we were basically the only people there, and Weedus didn't care. They, do, they were not dejected at all. They were the anti-super drag. They played the hits, and they played as though they were playing to a packed house. And it was awesome. And we were probably, there's probably five people there. There's probably like two other people there that I didn't know. Like, it was unbelievably dead. <laughs> I mean, cool. I almost I wish sh- that I would have gone because yeah. of it. Yeah. Now hearing it, I'm like, oh man, I totally missed it. Yeah, well, you missed I it, mean, dog. Oh, no, yeah, you missed it, dog. It was the best show ever. You missed the best show ever. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there's plenty of shows that have interesting, um, you know, interesting twists and turns like that. This was just one of them. And it, it, like I said, the super drag twist was a bad twist. The weedest twist, it was a good twist. But you never know. You buy the ticket, you take the ride. <laughs> the good doctor. Well, I mean, there's there's a few bands where I've seen them way too many times. In the 90s, even in college, I was really into Dave Matthews Band. And I saw mm-hmm. them like an excessive mm-hmm. amount of times, maybe 10 times. Oh, man. Yeah. You showed me, you had a binder that had all the tickets um, you ever from all the shows you ever went to and there was like two or three pages just solid of Dave Matthews band and and most of them were at Blossom of all places <laughs> well what they would do is they'd play a show in the fall and a show in the spring at the time where they were just playing them mm-hmm. in the summer they do one at the arena and then they do one at Blossom you know I really liked them and so yeah. five years in a row I saw them every time they played and just like oh okay all right just something to that's do that's cool but, I'm only being dismissive because it's not my cup of tea music-wise, but I, I totally get it. It's cool. Well, no, I could it, see. It's it hard to remember now, but they were like cool for a second. Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, I remember when they first came out, and I saw them on Saturday Night Live. I was like, "Who are these guys? It's a whole different thing." Yeah, yeah. When they first came out, they were kind of unique. Well, I I don't I, like them now, but it's you know. I kind of latched onto the uniqueness, but I think that what ended up happening. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where you get to a certain age where if you if you like a band and then people that you hate like that band yeah. too, then it makes you kind of not like that band as much. Like I started to get to a point where by the fifth year of me going to see the band, it was like all complete douchebags. And then I would meet someone at BG and they'd be like, yeah, my favorite band is Dave Matthews Band. Well... They're one of my well, favorite bands, but you're <laughs> like a complete asshole. Dude, that's exactly what happened. Dude, I feel the same way. They got totally co-opted by DBs, and you'd walk through the dorms in BG, and you'd hear Dave Matthews, and you'd look in, and you're like, that 
MF likes Dave Matthews. I hate that guy. And then you'd walk by, by another dorm and you'd hear a different Dave Matthews song. You're looking and be like, what's up with all these dudes at Dave Matthews? Like, God, it's like a, I don't know. Why do you think that happened to those guys? I don't know. I just why, thought it was Why really... did idiots like Dave Matthews? I don't know. Well, it was weird, weird. because I had kind of had an emotional connection to the music in a strange way. And I always thought the lyrics were, you know, fairly positive, peaceful jams. When you listen to music where it's talking about love and positivity and dancing and smoking weed, like you would expect the people that are listening to music to have a little bit of that love, not be a douchebag, smoke weed, be fucking cool to one another vibe. I was always like frustrated because I would say, how come you're such an asshole but this music is music should be driving you to be not an asshole. And so it was very paradoxical for me. Oh, you don't understand how it happens or you don't understand the phenomenon. I don't see the how the Dave Matthews band got had that happen to them. I could oh. that's kinda of why I think I don't like country music, because I see the kind of people okay. who go to country shows and I'm like, Yeah, that's kinda of lame. I don't yeah. like that scene. That can happen. Dude, if if you like music genuinely, but then you look around and everyone who also likes it you hate, you kinda of like oh, yeah, I don't like it that much. Yeah. That can happen, though, with any band. Well, but it didn't. I think it happens a little bit with the Kings of Leon, too. The more, like, they... It really can. Well, their music got lamer, did they? Yeah, (laughs) their music did get lamer, but did the... Yeah. I don't know if they adjusted to their crowd or how that worked. (laughs) (laughs) They probably just figured, hey, there's tons of people we could sell albums to if we make our music lamer. Yeah, I don't know how that happened either. But, dude, I remember seeing, like... um, Velvet Revolver, like later mm-hmm. on, and the one the show in Vegas was fine, but the one mm-hmm. here in Cincinnati, the crowd was not. It was like, oh man, okay. a lot of Guns yeah. N' Roses fans, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, but that didn't sway me. I was yeah. like, ah, oh, these guys are lame, but the music is still really good. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So what was your popular ride sharing story, Dylan? Well, I was going to say last night I took two rides because, uh, and it's interesting to even ride. I mean, the whole thing is interesting. Oh, wait, you, you rode instead of drove? Yeah, I haven't driven for a long time. Oh, okay. But the first guy last night was like... I thought a, these were going to be stories about you driving. Well, yeah, that's what I this is how I was going to bring it up. Oh, okay. I was going to say, last night I, I got a ride with Uber. Popular ride sharing app? That's too much. That's you could just though. say, I, I I took a ride share. You could say that, right? Yeah. I mean, as long as we're in on it. I mean, I think it sounds so obvious that we're trying not to say. Yeah. Or you could say the taxi. Joke, though, right? That's kind you of could just funny. replace it with taxi. No, because he's going to bring it back around to when he drove. He's obviously not a taxi driver. Yeah, but for the sake of the podcast, you can't mm. be. That's Just true. And everything else, we could yeah, we could create right. our own podcast you could be reality. A taxi driver, that'd be kind of cool. Remember that movie? That guy was cool, right? He didn't do anything ra- irrational or. Well, do you remember Smalls? I told you once. Um, mm-hmm. it's kind of like being an old school tech. You get that that feeling being mm-hmm. a, a a cab driver from back in the day, mm-hmm. especially like on, on a rainy night. You're out there in the dark, mm-hmm. and you're just parked on the side of the road, listening Reading to the sports section. Oh, listening uh, to the Reds game. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Listen to the Reds game, smoking a cigarette. Well, they'll probably not smoke a cigarette anymore, but 
you know, in in spirit, smoking a cigarette in spirit, or like a cigar. Yeah, I guess a cigar is more it's more appropriate for like a yellow cab. You get your big hairy elbow out the side. You yeah, know. yeah. Again, yeah, that's cool. It was cool. It's good look. I mean, I kind of missed that about it, but it wasn't always that fun. Yeah. You know, you have to deal with all these crazy people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're like uh, ex- directly exposed to the public. Yeah, and it's even worse probably than the cabbies used to have it or still have it because of the rating system. You have mm-hmm. to you have to really watch out how you treat people. You know, got to be super nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember all your tips and tricks trying to anticipate the person's favorite music genre and switch <laughs> to the right track on your multi-genre CD to make yeah. it make them think that you were listening to their favorite music when they got in. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a tall order, man. I'm surprised you even attempted that. <laughs> I don't think that really went very well. I did try it, though. It's worth a try. It's an interesting social experiment. They didn't ever come in and be like, hey, this is my favorite song. <laughs> no. That You're like, matter. well, I can't skip to the next track because it's Mozart. <laughs> you just have to listen to this one repeat. <laughs> yeah, I did start to just uh, put albums on there that were just very popular. Oh, like across the board. Like, uh, yeah. Um, Brothers. That's the safest, that's the Black, safest bet, Black right? Album. You know, everybody likes oh. that one. I thought maybe you just bought like now this is what I call music twenty seven. <laughs> no, put it on, it's just like all the hits. <laughs> just like oh, they probably like this song. And like Nick Waterhouse, you guys know him? Mm, no. Oh, Chris, what? I don't, Sorry, I don't think I would. I don't think I would have liked writing in your cab. You would have liked it, man, because mm-hmm. that Nick Waterhouse is yeah like, free got water this retro though, right? music sound. Speaking of water, Waterhouse, Sometimes. it's making me thirsty. Do you have any water? I sometimes did. Yeah. Little bottles. That's, that's nice, nice. Did you actually buy them, or did you take them home and refill them? And just <laughs> offer them? Can you do that? You can probably do that, right? Oh, no, no, I bought them, and you know what people would do is they would drink them and leave the empty bottles in the car. That's not cool, man. Look at how rude people are. Yeah, I can believe it, though. What am I supposed to do? Just, like, clean the car every time I give someone a ride? That's ridiculous. Mm. Well, that's what they <laughs> used then, to do in the taxi driver. They... They'd have sex in the back, and then you clean up the jizz, or oh. you hmm. pick up a, a drunk and he throws okay. up in the back seat. In the no, in the movie, the taxi driver he mentioned multiple times cleaning up jizz and vomit. <laughs> Maybe you have to revisit that movie too. Yeah. All right. I'll right after I'll rewatch the right stuff. I'll re- rewatch the taxi driver. Jodie Foster, though, remember her in that movie? Under yeah, she's age, like so I can't really say anything. She's really young. Yes. What were you gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I was just gonna say. Remember her in that movie? I I remember her. Mm-hmm. She it seems like she should have been in more movies. Remember her in Contact? She was in Contact. She saw the aliens. That was pretty cool. Saw the taxi driver pretty recently for some reason. Wow. I was uh, involved in the ride sharing program. Hmm. You know. You didn't shave your head into a mohawk and go uh, stalk someone at the Democratic National Convention or whatever it was, some sort no, of a... You know, I found that movie to be very strange. Like, was there supposed to be a moral to that story? <sighs> I mean, if you saw that movie and didn't think it was strange, 
I'd have to wonder about you. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can really relate to this. <laughs> this is, this yeah, is that's the like, thing. Yeah, it's like my everyday life. More what are you supposed to relate to in that movie? I'm not sure if you're supposed to relate to anyone. I hope you don't relate to anyone. Yeah, you can't necessarily relate to anybody in that story. If, if you're a sane person. Yeah. I mean, you relate to Robert De Niro to a certain extent because you're following him, or at least you're trying to relate to him to a certain extent because he's the one you're... Yeah, he's the one you're. He's there, the main character, yeah. so I mean, yeah. he's... You, th- you think you're trying to, trying to, like, yeah, you think you're supposed to understand him, but yeah, well, everything he does in the movie is strange. Every perspective, yes. you know, you don't. <laughs> yes. But then, like, he's a hero at the end, right? Like, kind of. He's a he hero. is sort well, of he a hero Jody at Foster. the end. He kills people. Isn't he writing like a yeah, that's the letter or something part. like that. Is that yeah. what it, they're supposed to get at? I don't maybe, know, dude. Maybe that's what he was getting at. The director was like, maybe people. Should be careful who you make a hero out of. Yeah, maybe. Or something. I don't know. Maybe. Okay, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just natural to want there to be a moral. Yeah, you're right. We want a good guy and a bad guy in a movie, you know? Yeah, he sat there for like, what, two hours? And like, it's just like, yeah, life sucks. That's the, <laughs> that's what the message you get. Well, I, guess what, like, come on. I guess the thing of it is he kind of man. changes his tune at the end. So he wants to assassinate the president. And then instead of doing that, he ends up killing the pimp and the henchmen and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. instead of killing, like, instead How of killing the um, political leader, which would make him, like, mm-hmm. less moral, he kills all these immoral people. So maybe it's one of those things where his character changed or something like that. Maybe... He made a difference in a different way, in like a more of a vigilante way as opposed to a assassin sort of way. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's a lesson in harnessing your rage and directing yes. it at the bad people. You know what? Oddly enough, the dude who tried to assassinate Ronald Reagan did it to impress Jodie Foster. What? Yeah, and it was on a whim too. Dude, that's a really weird connection. Yeah, kind of is. So she was already in that movie when that. Mm-hmm. Well, that movie came out I in guess, the seventies, yeah. and Ronald Reagan didn't yeah. become president until the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, he said Ronald Reagan. Okay. Yeah. No, that was a that's a real thing. That, that was happened. a fact, the dude. They, um, yeah, that was not yeah. a fake <laughs> news story. <laughs> that's yeah. one of our few, one yeah. of those few things that we are actually certain about a fact. Yeah, we're fairly certain that some dude tried to assassinate Ronald Reagan. Didn't, and, but his stated reason was he was trying to impress Jodie Foster. Somebody asked me what my craziest Uber story was, and mm. people ask that a lot, you know? It's like mm. a thing you ask. Mm. And um, it's always tough, because there's so many crazy ones. And... <laughs> And the one, they're the crazy ones, like the really the craziest ones. People don't want to hear those because they're not good stories. Oh yeah, you know? they're, they're sad stories. Like the you gotta yeah, you gotta strike dude, a balance. Like yeah, what is the I, what's a good uh, lighthearted story that someone's yeah. gonna want to hear about, a and it's gonna be like, story. oh, that is crazy, haha. <laughs> good for a laugh, yeah. Not like scary, you know. Like yes. I picked a guy up once and. Um, he took me to this really bad part of town and I think it was like a drug deal or something. Mm-hmm. There were like 20 guys on the street 
and I pulled up and they like all scattered and they're like looking at me and like putting their hands in their jackets and stuff like that doesn't sound so good oh dude it was really frightening and I like peeled out and almost got in an accident like <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good car to have in that situation it probably is nimble. a little like wussy yeah. little car like exactly. Um, that's true. You know what? Not like it's a not, badass it's Camaro or something. Yeah, yeah. Non-threatening little Honda Fit. Mimi, excuse yeah. me, guys. Mimi, I'm fine, guys. <laughs> Gentlemen, which way to the interstate? I'm driver. <laughs> I'll be on my way now. Carry on. Yeah. Um, yeah, no one's doing a drive-by in a Fit or anything like that, right? So yeah. they, they wouldn't have perceived you as, as a threat. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, so I t- the one I told instead... Mm-hmm. Which I, was kind of funny to me. Like I'd forgotten about this one because so many wacky ones would happen. It was like every night something wacky would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I picked up this guy um, in East Hyde Park, and he was pretty inebriated, mm-hmm. and he was just talking about all sorts of crazy stuff, just mm-hmm. all over the board. And the the ride was like pretty far. It's like thirty minutes or so. Ooh. And I'm okay, just enduring all this, this crazy talk and everything. And it's. Uh, and I'm trying to be nice and everything. And at one point, he's like, oh, man, where did you pick me up from? Like, he didn't oh, even yeah. remember, like, where. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I picked you up um, right by the uh, police station out there on East Hyde Park. And he's like, police station? <laughs> <laughs> like, he got totally freaked out. Like, he thought that he'd been in jail or something. Oh, and then, like, five <laughs> minutes later, he's like, oh, yeah, my brother lives right by the police station. <laughs> So he like re- totally relaxed. He was like, oh, brother, this. But he was, he was like, what? <laughs> Are you with them? Police station. What did I, I do? With... Did I escape? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <sighs> That's the funny one. That's the lighthearted funny one. <laughs> Guess still, so. Still a little. I mean, I like it, but it's still a little. No, it's not a great one, but it came up because uh, we were talking about the east side and west side of Cincinnati and how mm-hmm. people on the east side stay there and the people on the west side stay there. Mm-hmm. So, like, during the year and a half that I did that, I only took, like, four or five trips from here oh, to the from west east side. from east to west. Gotcha. And it's crazy because that's, that's the side of town that uh, local bandmate of mine is moving to. So oh, which one? It. The bad? Is it, so there's a good and a bad or a desirable one. And, like, what, well, what's... I don't know about Cincinnati, so you have to describe to me. Well, yeah, I never even knew there was an East and West Cincinnati as far as Yeah, except for the Taste of Cincinnati, like which we went to. I don't know that much about Cincinnati yeah, you guys at just all. Yeah, had a Taste of Cincinnati. Except you live there. The Rosas and Skyline. It's good. Um, yeah. Well, it's not like... A lot of people would say that the East Side is the nicer side. Mm-hmm. But what it really is is that people stay where they are. So, mm-hmm. yeah, West Siders stay over there. East Siders stay over here. So over there, they probably say that they're the oh, wait. side. Oh, wait. Which side, uh, which side are you on, Dylan? East side. East side. You wouldn't consider moving to the west side? No, never. Whoa. They never. don't have anything over there. I mean, I think this east side is the better side. Mm. I see. Does it have any... Is it split by I-75? Is it east and west? Yeah. Okay. 